what, what do you see mainly when it comes to an organization's communication and collaboration tools, be it large or SMB? What do you think are some of the, the concerns around that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's all of the above. We did a recent mm. survey, and I think it was uh, 80 plus percent um, have uh, multiple different types of tools that they're using. And uh, that 80 percent, I think it's maybe 82 percent or 86 percent. Um, limit some of the capabilities of those platforms because they're concerned about compliance or security, right? They don't want data leaking. Um, A lot of the companies that we work with are regulated. And so, uh, you know, they have to retain and they have to supervise all of this information. And if they can't do it, their answer to the business is you you have to turn it off, right? So a company might be using uh, Microsoft Teams, for example, but they can't chat. Right. Well, mm-hmm. that's a that's a big thing, right? The the cost to deploy these is so low that mm-hmm. most companies we see they have a bit of Zoom, they have Microsoft <laughs> Teams, they have a bit of WebEx, right? They have Ring Central, they have all different kinds of tools, and it becomes a real challenge, right? I don't think we have we've worked with a single company who says, well, we're standardized on one thing, we only use one thing, we only allow one thing. There's a plethora of these kinds of communication platforms out there. And most companies are using many of them. Got it. Yeah, absolutely. I see that. So again, which leads me on to my next question, and the one prior to that, obviously, you've got all these uh, these these guys working girls working from home, um, using these collaboration tools. Um, what are you seeing organisations do to really reduce employee negligence on these kind of platforms? What what are, what are you seeing in the market at the minute? Yeah, I think it's a combination of technology and training. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, your employees need to realize uh, that there is inherently a bit more risk when they're working from home, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Three years ago, if if I was doing this podcast with you, I'd be in in an office in a soundproof room with the door locked, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, there'd be no intrusions. Hopefully there's no dogs barking or people knocking on the door today. But um, now you're in a world where your laptop is effectively unattended outside, right? Who knows what's going on behind you? Who knows... Uh, what you inadvertently display when you share your screen and you actually have the wrong monitor being shared to a hundred people instead of the PowerPoint presentation, you know, that you think you uh, are showing. So a lot of it is down to training, making sure that there's good awareness, um, making sure that people uh, have uh, you, you put in place policy, make sure that you don't share your desktop, share only one app, put all your other apps on do not disturb or close them. Right. All of that needs to be just sort of second nature. Uh, and then on top of that, you know, trust but verify, right? You want to layer some technology on top of all these platforms mm. uh, to, if not in real time, at least retrospectively, be able to see what happened in these meetings, right? Was there something risky uh, that was going on in that meeting that I might want to be concerned about? Absolutely. I'm sure we've all experienced that where either ourselves or as the as the screen sharer on a perhaps a, a Zoom session or even being on a meeting, I'm sure we've all experienced that situation occur. And I, I certainly have a number of times in my role. So, yeah, no, that, that's, that's interesting. And I think, um, like you say that, you know, looking at new technologies to try and make sure that there is an audit trail and and and, and working out that if in, in the event that something like that does happen that is perhaps uh, against company policy or or will be just inappropriate for example you know what what mechanism has the organization got in place to to reduce that threat and, and of that happening or that event and, and dealing with that afterwards so i can tell you, yeah. I can tell you agree with that, that mean, makes good it, sense it's really problematic right i mean 
like best case, it's embarrassing, right? You share something that you wouldn't want people to see that is on your screen. Worst case, you have your CRM open, right? Or you have confidential email open, or you have some roadmap plan that is displayed. And heaven forbid the meeting's recorded, right? That will go a long way as well. And that's another thing. I think people aren't necessarily thinking about the aspect of these meetings now effectively being permanent, right? We've moved Mm. from a world where maybe we're on conference calls, but generally we're sat around uh, a a table and there's no sort of permanence there. Um, We've seen cases, I think six months ago, um, uh, a manager was fired for making some sort of racist remarks on Mm. a call uh, and, you know, it was recorded. Right. And it may not have even been officially recorded on the platform, but somebody was recording. Right. And you don't know. You don't know who that is. And so it, it is really important to make sure that staff are trained. You need to be thinking about that all the time. Right. If Absolutely. you're on the camera, whatever shows up in your camera could be recorded. People are going to see it, whatever you share, whatever you say. Um, so a lot of it comes down to user training. And then obviously, again, you want to layer technology on top of that just to make sure that things are are above board. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, I think uh, getting, um, you know, the workforce in the right frame of mind to know that when they're on duty, if you like, they are representing the organization and behave as if you're being recorded because you probably are. <laughs> and I think it's a, right. it's, it's, a, it's a crucial point to, to remember. 